0: Welcome to podcast three of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, we're going to talk about why God calls us to travel. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Many of us want to travel for a variety of different reasons. Some of us want to go to our ancestors' hometowns. Some of us want to see as much of the world as we possibly can. Some of us just want a fun, exciting getaway. And none of these things are inherently wrong, but what they are, are starting with our desires rather than starting with God's. So today I want to take a look at what scripture actually tells us about travel. Um, we're going to turn to a couple different passages. So if you open your Bible to Genesis chapter 1, we're going to dive into God's creation and what he is talking about with Adam and Eve in the garden and how he's made this whole entire world and blesses them. But he sends them with a commission A commission is something where it tells us to go. It is a mission that we are given, and in Genesis one twenty eight we read, and God blessed them, and God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful and multiply." Obviously, God wants us to have children, wants us to pass on his legacy from child to child, and it passes on no matter how many children we have. God always finds a way for scripture to continue, but it it is a blessing and a call from God. And then have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens. So take care of our world, take care of the animals, take care of the plants, take care of this amazing creation. And you know, the indirect thing that's being said here is if you're going to grow and multiply on the earth, and if you're going to take care of everything on the earth, that requires you to go, to go explore all of his creation. Now jumping to Genesis chapter 9, if you would, we're going to see Noah. Noah was the one God called upon to build the ark when the flood waters rise and God washed off all the sinful humanity, the sinfulness of creation. Noah was one who still believed in God. And once that devastation had happened, God put a rainbow in the sky as a promise to us that that would never happen again. Yes, floods happen, but. We don't wipe out all of creation and the whole planet covered in water, you know. Genesis 9, verse 7 says, As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. So again, now they're down to just this small group, his family, of just this tiny group of people. And God's like, increase upon the earth, multiply upon it. He's sending them to the ends of the earth to live and be a part of his creation. Now the commission that we most commonly think of is in Matthew 28. If you jump there into the New Testament, you'll find that Jesus has died and rose from the dead. He's now walking with his disciples and he's about to ascend into heaven. And in verses 18 to 20, he gives us that final message that he wants us all to know. It reads, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's a commission that is for the disciples and as followers of Jesus, it's also for us. And it's saying that we are called to go around the world and share the gospel, to share it with our neighbors, to share it with our co-workers, to share it with the people across the nation that experienced some terrible disaster, to share it on our travels abroad, go but also share the gospel. Share everything that Christ has taught us, and Christ will be with us the whole journey, and the Holy Spirit will be with us for that whole journey. Okay, I would like to pause right now and I just gave you 3 verses from scripture that tells us to go, but they weren't alone. Like Our instinctive reaction is to say, oh, that means I get to go travel and it's okay no matter when or where or how I go about traveling. But that's not what scripture says. God's go always had something more to it. It had a purpose that was tied to God. If you're going to go in Genesis, you're going to go multiply the earth and you're going to go take care of it for God. If you're going to go in Genesis 9 with Noah, you're going to go and you're going to multiply the earth. If you go Matthew 28, you go and you take the gospel to all nations. You baptize in the name of Christ. You go for God's purpose. Now, calling is something that um, I think we all wrestle with. What is our purpose? Why are we here? What is our mission? And we can overthink that to no end. Trust me, I overthink that on a daily basis. I wrestle with, am I supposed to be doing this travel ministry full-time, or am I supposed to be serving at a church full-time, or am I supposed to be a million other things? But I think our calling is more of an umbrella. God's blessed us with so many different talents and so many things that we could possibly do. But there are things outside of our umbrella that we're not so great at. If someone told me to go be an agricultural engineer, I don't have any kind of green thumb. And at one point I was good with numbers, but once I picked this career in church work, I haven't been using numbers as frequently. And so it would take a lot of time and effort. And what may actually end up happening is rather than me blessing someone with the skills God's given me, I'm taking up a spot where someone else could be blessing them, and I'm failing to bless people with the things that I do have. And I think the same thing goes with travel. Some of us think of traveling as, oh, I go on vacation every summer, or oh, I will never go on mission trips. But going is us going to work tomorrow. And while we're there, we're building relationships and we're reflecting Christ and we're. Going to work, knowing that our purpose in going to work is bringing God with us. In the little things, in the big things, in the way we respond to others, in the way we deal with conflict, in the way we do so many things, in the words that we choose and the activities we choose to participate in, it's when we go out on the weekends with our friends and we bring God with us. It's when we go on road trips or staycations and... Our family's all arguing in the car, but we're going with God. I actually have another verse that kind of talks about this. It's a little longer, and it's from Deuteronomy, chapter 6. I would encourage you to turn here because this is a verse I think that we need to be thinking about, not just with travel, but with our daily lives. Our reason for doing everything that we do is for God. And so many times we think, uh, I went to church on Sunday and that's enough. But that's not what God says. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 12. Moses is speaking to Israel and he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you, with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, Then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Okay, so you are not someone who came out of Egypt as a slave and wandered through the desert for 40 years and are now about to go into the promised land. But in our lives, we go through that. God says to us, That the Lord is supposed to be so important that he's in our hearts and our minds and our souls every hour of every day. When we wake up, when we're arguing with the kids, when we're watching TV, when we rise, when we walk. Every opportunity we have is an opportunity to share Christ with our kids, with our neighbors, with our friends. And so many times we just isolate God to church or to this one hour in the week. But God says that his words are supposed to be written everywhere, on our hearts, on our hands, on our eyes, on our doorposts. I think it's just suggesting that what is written is is just so present in our lives that it's always there. It's wherever we look, we see God. But another way I think we could also interpret this is that sometimes we need those visual reminders so there's nothing wrong with putting a bible verse up on your desk or a bible verse on your door or bible verse on your luggage something that when life gets crazy it's gonna bring you back re-anchor you on christ re-anchor you on scripture re-anchor you on god because the temptation becomes as he talked about when We reach cities they never built and houses with good things that they did not fill. God's going to give us blessings. God's going to give us things that our labor and our prayers weren't focused on. Things that are just overflowing blessings and we become content. We become satisfied. We assume that this is how life always is. And we don't recognize who the creator is, the one who gave them to us. And when we travel, we have to be careful that we don't disregard God. We have to still keep him the present and the central focus. And sometimes when we travel, it's easy to recognize that those things in front of us are not what we had planned. The hotel didn't work out, but we found an Airbnb. The car broke down, but there was a kind stranger. Sometimes in those moments, though fear does kick in, it's easier to see God's hands in things because we're stepping away from the routines and the expectations and the blessings that are normally in our life and stepping out into the unknown. So in summary, I want us to bring back to the commission. God does call us to travel. But he calls us to travel with him in mind. Easier said than done, I know, but we need to keep him in mind when we travel. And this week, I would encourage you to take some time to pause, reflect, and ask God, where do you want me to go? And what is the message you want me to take along? Do I need to go to my coworker and sit and listen and just give some encouraging advice? Do I need to go on a road trip to see a best friend and share the good message with them and remind them that they are loved by you? Do I need to go to Spain, to Ghana, to a foreign country? And learn their culture and be relatable to them and bring your gospel along. And again, that doesn't have to be a mission trip. That can be a vacation. That is okay. But when you go, take God with you. Don't leave him at home in a box in your closet. Take him with you. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I just want to remind you to check out our Facebook page. Christian Travelers Network. We love chatting with you, love hearing your travel stories and seeing your photos, and also I'd encourage you to check out our website, christiantravelers.net, where all of our previous podcasts are posted. And when you subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends, you'll be entered in a giveaway for a book called Travel in Tandem with God's Heart by Peter Greer. He's actually going to be joining us on our podcast next week. And you'll be entered in a giveaway for some travel stickers, which Josie will be joining us from wonderfullymade.art the following week. So I'd encourage you to subscribe and check that out. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. In the meantime safe travels, and God bless.